All right, here we go. Today's daf is daf Memtes. All right, we pick up on page 49. We're a few lines down on daf Memtes. Ready? We're up to the words, Boy Rav Papa. Okay, so look about uh, 12 lines down from the top of the Amud. Boy Rav Papa. It is right in the middle of the line. And we're continuing on in the halachas of the Chafina, the Malay Chafna, the, the, the two hand, the handfuls that the Kain Gadol would take for the Ketairas to bring into the Kaidish HaKadoshim. So what we've learned so far is that there was a Kayan who brought a pan full of the Ketairas. The Kayan Gadol would then, depending on his size of hands, would scoop up the Ketairas uh, with his hands and transfer it to a ladle and carry that ladle in his left hand into the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Okay? So that's what we know so far. The big discussions today are going to be can any other kahana be involved? Does he have to take it directly from the pan and put it into his hands? What if another kayan steps in and like take another kayan puts it into his hands? You know, the, is that going to be okay? And we're also going to go back to the discussion that we brought up two blot ago, which is something a simpler part when we were learning yesterday's daf. Um, it seems like there was two handfuls that were taken. Like he took a handful outside the kaidish hakadoshim, put it in the pan, walked into the kaidish hakadoshim. And to put it in his hand again. We're going to learn: Is that halacha lemaisa? Is that actually what was done, or not? Now, if it wasn't done, keep in mind that means he's walking into the kodesh hakadoshim with the ladle of kateris in his left hand, and then pouring that directly onto the coals without his hands. That's that's what it's that's what it's going to be. So here we go. Let's go. Zok the gemara. Fire of pup. The pup asked the shaila. Chafan chaverei v'nasan l'seichaf nadma. What if the kain gadol has a chaver? What if he has a friend, and his friend another kain? takes the Kateris and puts it into the hands of the Kayin Gadol. Mahu, what is the halacha? Malay chafna binab, do we need that all, the, 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 all that's necessary is, the, is that the Kayin Gadol has Malay chafna, he has a handful of Baha'ika. Bottom line is, he's got a handful of Kateris. Okay. Aydom, or maybe it says, he needs to be the one to take it. Not that it's placed into his hand, but he mamish takes it, behavi, and then brings it over here. He's not taking it from the pan. Right, if another Kayin is putting it into his hands, answers the Gemara again, Teku, the Shaila stands. We have to wait for Elio Hanavi to come. Okay, another Shaila. Here we go. We're now about one third of the way down on Memtes Amad Alafai. Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Rabbi Shua ben Levi asked the Shaila searching for information. Chafanu mace. If the Kangado does the Chafina of a mace and he dies. He, his, he has a handful and he dies. He has the handful of Kateris. He kicks the bucket. Now, Taisva says it could either, or it means he became, becomes tummy. In other words, he, he's not capable of completing the Avayim. So, Mahu Can another Kayin bring his Chafina into the Kaidesh HaKadoshim? Amr of Chinochina says, we're going to go on a tangent. Yeah. What if he dropped it? Yeah, yeah, he's a heart attack. He's not dead yet, or they get it out of his hands. Let's say, let's say he, uh, he's not feeling. He starts. He's not feeling well. Another kind takes it from his hands, and then he ends up dying. Yeah, but good point. Yeah, good point. Otherwise, the whole katarus is done. Okay, very good. All right. So we have a shine. What happens if the kain gadol does the handfuls and then and then uh, kicks the bucket? Can another kain, or we'll call him the the kain gadol who takes his place, bring that original? Malay Chafanov into the Kaidish HaKadosh. Okay, now before we get to the answer, it's going to take us a while to get to the answer. We're going to go on a little bit of a discussion because it, before answering the Shaila, 
Says Rabbi Chanina, Amr of Chanina, Borei Sheilas Rishonim. Ooh, come and see Sheilas Rishonim, Mamish. Look and see that Rabbi Shua ben Levi and myself are both bothered by the same question. Now Rashi says over here, it seems to imply Rabbi Chanina was saying that he's so impressed with himself that he he bavarned Rabbi Shua ben Levi Shaila. Rabbi Shua ben Levi had a Shaila. Oh, oh, Mamish. Yeah, and, and we're asking the same Shailas as the previous Dairis. Right? See, what happens is, sometimes people on Gemara, and you can ask a Shaila. You're sitting in Shir, and you ask a Shaila, so what do, what do the other, what do your Chavirim say? Oh, it's Befer Shirashi. If it's Befer Shirashi, that means Rashi was bothered by the same thing I'm bothered by. That doesn't mean it's a, it's a klotz kasha. Right? <laughs> it means that Rashi feels the need to mention it. There's something to, to handle. But anyway, it seems that Chanina is, is kind of impressed. So the Gemara says, well, one, one second. This doesn't make any sense, because the history is going to be out of order. Lemeimer, do you mean to say that Bishu ben Levi kashish? You mean to say that Bishu ben Levi is older than Rabbi Chanin? Rabbi Chanin is like, oh, look at me. We're asking the same shaylus or the same thing. It's not possible. You know why? Because Bamar Bishu ben Levi, Bishu ben Levi says, "By hitter Rabbi Chanin alishlei shachalayim b'shabes." Rabbi Chanin did not allow me to bring the juice of shachalayim on Shabbos. Okay. Now, keep. We're going to go on a tangent now to Hilkas Shabbos, but keep in mind we have to keep an eye on the sugya. Why are we having this tangent? Because of an exclamation that Rabbi Chanin made. Concerning a Shaila of Rabbi Shua ben Levi, are you let it go into the Kaidah Shakadashim? The Kaidah dies because somebody else bring it in. We're, keep your keep your eye on that ball. Okay, keep our eye on that. This is the, what the sugi is. But get Rabbi Chanina when you heard the Shaila was so happy, and the Gemara is saying, "Well, one second, this is out of order." You know why? Because Rabbi Shua ben Levi said that he asked the Shaila to Rabbi Chanina. Seems Rabbi Chanina is older. Okay, so what's Rabbi Chanina? So why, it's, why are we impressed, Rabbi Chanina? Oh, look, we're asking the same Shailas as previous. Dairis, Rabbi Shuvah Levi. Rabbi Shuvah Levi seems to be asking the Rabbeim, who is Rabbi Chanina. Now, once we're in this discussion, we're going to talk about what's this whole thing about drinking this, this juice on Shabbos. So we're dealing with what this has to do with is refuah, healing. Okay, and taking medicines on Shabbos. The, we know the Rabbana made Xera. You're not supposed to take medicine lest you come to grind it, which is also Daraisa. So here we go. Says the Gemara, one second. Lishtois Pshita. You're of, co- you're of course allowed to drink shachalayim on Shabbos. That's time we learned in the Mishnah. If you have a regular medicine. For example, for example, my mother tells me that if you have a cold, eat oranges. Yeah? It's good for you. It's good for your cold. Am I allowed to eat oranges on Shabbos if I have a cold? Or is that considered refuah? The answer is, of course it's allowed. It's considered food. Yeah, every food has health benefits. And therefore, if it's a normal thing that people eat, even if I'm doing it all das refua, it's still allowed. And also, the same thing is true with drinks. Water is a very healthy drink for a person. If I'm drinking water because I'm trying to get rid of a, a congestion or whatever it is on Shabbos, you're still allowed to drink your water. Okay? So that's for sure allowed. So what... What does uh, Rabbi Shuba Levi mean when he says, oh, Rabbi Chino, let me have, have shachalayim on Shabbos? It means that he allowed me to grind and drink it on Shabbos. Says Gemara, how is that possible? Hey, dummy, what's he talking about? One second. If there's something in danger, if there's some sort of danger here, everything's allowed. If there's no danger, it's how can a, a rabbi allow something that's biblically prohibited? So Gemara answers, the case of Rabbi Shubal Levi, when, when he was discussing that Rabbi Hanin allowed me to drink this on Shabbos, to drink the Shachalayim, 
there was a danger of a Hakobi Boile, and this and this is what he had asked Rabbi Hanin. Is shachalayim medicine enough that it's kedai for somebody to grind it up on Shabbos? He was asking a medical question. Or is it not kedai to grind up the shachalayim and take it as medicine on Shabbos? Says the Gemara, but one second, if you're asking a medicine question, go to a doctor. Why go to a rabbi? Says the Gemara, because he was a rabbi, PhD, yeah, a doctor, whatever. Wait, says, answers the Gemara. Why is Rabbi Shubin later going to Rabbi Hanina to ask him these medicine questions? He was a, he was a bucky. He was an expert on medicines. Yeah, he, he's the one who had all the experience. He had a lot of experience. And he said that nobody ever asked me about um, get, getting hit by a, by a mule, by a white mule, and ended up living. So you see that people re- relied on his expertise and his experience for this. Now, once we're talking about the white mule, we're going to talk about the white mule. Keep, now, keep in mind, this whole thing is why? Because we want to know if the kind God look, uh, uh, if, uh, if the replacement kind God look could go into the Kaisa Kedosh. We want to talk about the white mule, says the Gabar, one second. We see people who are hit by a white mule and live. So what would Rebbe Chena mean? So it's You're right. Rebbe says, Nobody ever got hit by a white mule and healed completely. So it says the Gemara, but we did. We, we've seen people do that. We've seen people heal completely. So what does Rabbi Hanina mean? Rabbi Hanina, again, is the expert in medicine, right? What does he mean? So we say, We're dealing with a particular type of white mule. We're dealing with a white mule that, are, that has redness. The chivron reish karayu karmina. And the feet are tipped. So we're dealing with a regular mule. I, why do we call it white? Because they have white on their feet. But the mule itself is actually colored red. When this type of mule hits somebody, that person doesn't heal completely. Okay? Now, after clarifying that back and forth, that Shaq Vatari says, all right, let's get back to Khafina. Let's get back to Malay Khafna, the two cupfuls that the kind Gadol would take. All right? So, the bottom line is, Rabbi Shua ben Levi asked this medicine question to Rabbi Chena. You see that Rabbi Chanina is older. So why, when Rabbi Shua ben Levi asked the question, did Rabbi Chena feel so good? Ah, look, we're asking the same question as previous Dairis. He's not the previous Dairis. So the Gemara says, Allah Rather, this is what Rabbi Chanina meant. He wasn't saying that we're younger and we're just good. Rather, the opposite. Rather, When he heard Rabbi Shua ben Levi, the Talmud, asking the same question as him, he said, ah, Beautiful, there's no you read this at Dairis. Ah, you see the next door, the Rabbanim of the next door are Mamish uh, Kachin and Lernin. Yeah, they're holding in the same Shilas that we have. Okay. Now, again, we still haven't gotten back completely to can a replacement kind of go into Kadesh with the with the Malay Chafna. So we're still sticking with Rabbi Chanina. So says Rabbi Chanina, could he actually say that he's Mesupik? He's in doubt about the same question. Says, with a bull. What does that mean? Okay? You go with the bull and not with the blood of the bull. Okay, what does this mean? That if the Kaingado did the Shita and he's no longer around, the next Kaingado cannot only walk in with the blood. He has, to, he has to be the one who started the whole par. Okay, what does it mean with the, with the par and not the dumb par? 
If you're going to be walking to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you better have the, shchit, the actual shechita of the par in your back pocket. Done. Okay? said about that, If the Ketairis was, uh, if the chafina of the Ketairis, the two handfuls of Ketairis was done before the shechita, it is not valid. Okay? So you see from over here that, of course, you cannot use the original Ketairis because the par was never shechted. So what do you mean? Before Again, we haven't answered the question yet. But how could Rukhita say, oh, you know, it's so nice that the later generation, Rabbi Shul and Levi, the newer Rabbanan, yeah, they're asking the same, we're Masupic about the same things as we are. He himself was not Masupic. According to him, of course it's not valid. So the Gemara says, Achikam, this is what Rabbi Hanina meant. Midkami boy leha, since Rabbi Shul and Levi is mi boy leha, since Rabbi Shul and Levi is bothered by the, by this question of what backup kind of Gadol, the Kasavar Bapar, Vafilu Badame Shopar, you see that he holds Bapar means Vafilu Badame Shopar, or the Midas Firele Sheilasa Kishaila Sarishainim. And according to him, his Shaila is the same as the earlier Rishainim. He's not saying that he himself necessarily, but he's saying he's pointing out that the, the Shaila spans, Daira spans generations. Okay. So now that we clarified Rebbe Khanina, now we got to answer. We're going to go to our answer now. Okay? And again, the Shaila is. We want to know ultimately what is the shaila? Can a kain gadol who did the malay chafra, who took his handfuls, and then he dies? Okay, it's possibly also referring to a kain gadol that became tummy. Discussion about that. Can that original handful of kateris be brought by the substitute kain gadol into the kaidesh hakadosh? So this is the question that we are going to try to answer. My Allah, what is the psak halacha? What is the ruling? Okay. Now, just something to consider. We just said that according to Rabbi Hanina, there's no shayla. He himself for sure holds it's not good. We just proved that. But we don't necessarily pass on Rabbi Hanina. Okay? But we know what Rabbi Hanina would pass, but we don't know what we pass. Omar Puffer Puffer says, If the kind God... Did um, uh, did the Maloy Chafnav? Okay, he does it again. You hear this? He does the Maloy Chafnav outside the Kaidish Hakadoshim, like we learned, and then he does the the Maloy Chafnav again in the Kaidish Hakadoshim. Chaveray Nichnas Bechafinosay, and his Chaver. Now, who's his Chaver? So Chaver over here. Rashi explains, is referring to a potential backup kind of, in case something goes wrong, in case the first kind dies or becomes tummy, referring to the backup kind of. So he goes in, Bechafi Nasai. Bechafi Nasai seems to imply with the original Malay Chafna, okay, the original two handfuls of Kataris. Since the Chafina was Mekayin. But if the Kayin Gadol did not do the Ketairas Malay Chafnav outside, so then the question is whether the, the backup Kayin Gadol could do it again, Sibayilach, that is a Shaila. Okay? Can the, sec, can the second Kayin do, use the original Ketairas that was brought into the Kaydash HaKadoshim for the second, uh, second Malay Chafnav? But we're going to get into this too, because again, we introduced today, two blot ago, we discussed that there was two times that the Kain Gadol ended up filling up his hands 
with Katerinus. Possibly. We're going to see whether that actually happened or not. Okay? This, the sig is going to be right over here towards the bottom of Amaral. Just the opposite. If the kind of first did the Malay Chafnav outside the Kedush Hakadoshim, and then the Malay Chafnav again inside the Kedush Hakadoshim, like Konis Acher Bechafinosa, another Kayin is not allowed to go in with the original Chafinosa. You know why? Because no two Kayhanim's hand sizes are mamish exactly the same. Okay. But if the Kain Gadol did not, uh, did not do the Malay Chofnov outside and again inside, again, that is the Shailu, because the Shailu was, does the Kain Gadol do it twice or not? So now, now what the Kasugi wants to do is clarify this. All right? What, what, what happened here? What happened here? Let's remind ourselves. What's the story? What took place in the Abayi Yom Kippur? The Kaingodal is ready to do the Kataris, the Kedish Akadash. Yeah? What do you need for the Kataris? You need the coals and you need the Kataris itself. So they would bring it to him, right? They brought him the coals, they brought him the, the Kataris. And he took the coals in his right hand, he took the ladle full of a Kataris, oh, he took a, a handful, put it into the ladle, and then he picked up that ladle in his left hand. He walked in Kedish Akadash. Did he, then he would place down the coals and he had to burn the Kataris. Did he burn it from the ladle? Or from his hands. If he burnt it from his hands, it had to go back into his hands. And keep in mind, if it went back into his hands, how'd he get it back into his hands? He's got his hands full. Alright? So here we go. Zog to Gemara, let's figure this out. Toshma. Come and listen. Let's see what the Maisa was done. This is so Gishma. It's fascinating. We learned in our mission that if you have a seven foot kain, yeah, we're not going to say any. Uh, any names of some basketball players. But if you have a, you have a basketball player, no, who you find out the Kayin, yeah? He's got humongous hands. He's the Kayin Gadol. He, he needs to take a Malay Chafna of, of Katarinus and the Kayin Shakadash. He's got to take a rounded out, two handfuls of Katarinus and the Kayin All right? Or you take a, a, a different Kayin who's less than five feet, yeah? You have a four-foot Kayin, which wasn't common because we know that a Kayin Gadol had to be tall, right? He had to be, um, had to be tall. Um, but, be it as it may, so I guess some things don't argue about. You know what I mean? Moshe Feinstein or Baron Cutler, you know what I They were tall, maybe not, maybe not in height, but in everything else, you know, maybe, okay. No? So you have a Kayin who doesn't have the biggest hands in the world. So he took some Lechafen of his size. So, Toshma, Kachoyimidosa. And then it says in the Mishnah, after saying, if it's big, you take big. If you're small, you take small. This is the measurement. What does that mean? My life changed me dosa bechot kach me dosa So it must be says the Gemara a diuk. Let's assume that the same way you need to do it outside, so too it was done inside. That, that's what it means kach me dosa elsewhere, unless these words are extra, which we know it's certainly not. Says Gemara Maybe the Mishnah is letting me know that once the Kaingogel figured out the size of his hands and how much he could hold, the next year he could walk with a measuring cup. There's no need to scoop it. Maybe that's what I would have thought. Okay? And, uh, um, and from, those, from those words. Okay? Fine. The Maisa, we have no proof that the, from that Brisa that the Kain Gadol had to take a Malay Chafnav twice. So here we go. What is the proof? And we're going to about to learn that there actually was done twice. And look at this process. Fascinating ma- way that the Kain Gadol did this. It's, it's so Zakimar Toshma. Come and listen to this. Here we go. Top of Amadis. Kate said who I said. 
How did the Kayin Gadol do the Malay Chafnav, Rashi says, inside the Kaydash HaKadoshim? We were misopic about whether he did it again. Zok the Brisa, how did he do it again? That means we're taking a premise he did. So here we go. He would take, he puts down the coals, okay, that are in his right hand for the Kateris, and then he, at the edge of the ladle, he holds it with the end of his fingers, with his fingertips, okay? He's, we'll call this, he's balancing out this ladle in his hands. Now, the Kateris in the ladle, he somehow has to figure out how to get this whole thing back into his hands with the ladle that's being supported by his fingertips. Some say he puts the end of the pole in his teeth, in his mouth. She's standing there. He's got the in his mouth. Okay, he's got the ladle at the end. And he's got to figure out, right, because he's going to have to f- uh, turn the pole around somehow so that it falls perfectly back into his hands. So what he do? He would support it with, let's say, let's say uh, the edge or with his teeth. And then he would take the kateris and use his thumb, and with the thumb, gently start tilting it while the ladle's in his hand until it totally turns over, okay, slowly but surely, and then he would totally turn over, and the whole thing would end up in his hand with the ladle overturned. And then with his teeth, he'd pick up the ladle, get, you know, he'd put it down somehow, and then take the Kateris into the Kaidash HaKadosh. Okay, but what do you see from here? They did with Lechof Nachabo. They, right, they filled up his hands again. The tubra, and then he would gather. We're gonna have a machlekes now that he has the kateras back in his hands. Did he put all the kateras down at once on the coals? Now the mila of putting the kateras down at once is the more you have on a grill, right? The more you have on top of coals, the longer it takes for it to start cooking up. See, either there's a machlekes. Either he put all the kateras on top of the coals. This way. This way, the smoke won't hurt his eyes. He could put it down and walk out of the Kedush HaKadoshim before any smoke starts coming up. That's one be one approach. The other approach is, no, Dafka only put out a little bit at a time. This way, the smoke starts coming up. And we know that no person was allowed to look around the Kedush HaKadoshim and get enough from it. It's Me'ilah. So we wanted there to be immediate smoke so that he couldn't see. So he would do a little bit. Smoke would start coming up. Do the rest and walk out. Okay? So those are going to be the two approaches. Says the Gemara. Let's read it inside there. The Tzubra... He would gather it all together. So that it should take a long time for it to start smoking up. Some say no. spread out a little bit. That should, the smoke should come up fast. And this whole avoda of the um, of the kateris, where you took it in the pen and the coal, you walked to the and you had to take the end of the, the pole and support it in your arms and then turn it over. This was the hardest avoda. Of the of the base Hamikdash says the Gemara. This was the hard Abayda. Says the Gemara, not true. Just two blot ago, you called the Kaimitz the hardest Abayda. Malika. You have Malika, the back of the right the, with your with your thumbnail, shechting the back of the bird, the neck of the bird. and you also have the Kamitza. Those are also hard. You're right. It's one of the hard Abaydas base Hamikdash. Seems these three Abaydas, the the Kataris, Arnim Kippur, the Malika, and um, the Kamitsa were the most difficult Avaidas in the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. But says the Gemara, bottom line, Shmamina, you learn from here, we have a proof that the Kaingadol Taka took two handfuls in the Kaidash uh, He took a second handful in the Kaidash Period. End of that Shaila and answer. All right, here we go. Ibailu. 
If the Kohen Gadol shechted his parachatos and then he dies. Now, there's many more steps to the Avaidah. All he did was shechita and now he dies. Mahu Can other Kohen Gadol bring the blood of the first Kohen Gadol's par into the Kedush HaKadosh? When it says that the Kohen Gadol goes in bepar with the bull. Again, what do you mean with the bull? It means with, with you're the one who shechted the bull. Doesn't mean that it's enough to just have the blood of the bull. Now, previously in the Gemara on Amad Aleph, we learned it means you need the par to do Bedama Shofar. Now we're going into the Shaila. Okay? Is it enough that you that your Kangala could just walk in with the blood? You don't have to be the one who Mama shechted it for yourself, or no? It's got to be your bull that you shechted. So, we're going to have a machlaika. So, Rechina says, No, you got to be Bepar. If you're not the one who already shechted the par, you cannot be walking the blood into the Kaitish HaKadoshim. Rishlakish Amar, Bepar, Vafil Badam Shofar. Rishlakish says, Bepar, and even the blood of the par. Okay? It's a machlaikas of Chanina and Rishlakish. Ravami Amar, Ravami says, Bepar, Vila Badam Shofar. Vizag Nafcha Amar, Bepar, Vafil Badam Shofar. All right? So, what do, you ha- what do we just show? We just showed on machlaikas, both machlaikas Tanoim. And we showed that even the Amiran continued to argue about it. Ravami and Ravisa continued to argue. And the, the Amiram, the generation of Amiram themselves didn't come out with a clear-cut psak. Rav Ami, who says that in order to bring the blood in, you also need to be the one who has the par. He says to Rav Yisak We know when it comes to Karban Pesach, you need a chabura. You need to be part of a chabura. Now, when's the trade deadline? Right? When's the trade deadline to move from one team to another? To move from one Chaburu to another? The deadline is Ad Shayishachit. Okay? Once it's, until it's Shachit, you can join or jump off. Once it's Shachit and you were part of a Chaburu, you, uh, you, you can't switch teams over there. You can't go different Chaburu. Vimisa, and if it's true, like you're saying, that the Dam Hapar is the same as the Par itself. Achi is like me, very geschmack when it comes to Karban Pesach. Why is the deadline the Shechita? The deadline should be the Zrika Saddam, because according to you, that's the main thing, very geschmack. And for the Gemara, says Rabbi Yitzchak back to Ravami, no, I'm not blown out of the water, I'm not incorrect. Shiny Hasam, there is different Dechsev, Mihiyos Miseh, Mechiyusei Diseh, Mihiyos Miseh from. Um, being a sheep, which means from the life of the sheep. Over there, particularly, there's a pasuk that says it's got to be alive, and that's why you can't. But maybe over here, it's a different halacha. It's, uh, you know, the, the, this pasuk is what, a, is what a, it's, me said. We said this before, but it's gishmat. They, they asked him, Chaim Kanievsky, how many times Moshe Rabbeinu's name is said in the Torah? So he said six, he said six, fourteen. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is said 614 times. So they said they did a computer check and Moshe Benu's name is written 615 times in the Torah. They told him he's one off. It is Maishe Shoya. How many times Moshe Benu said 614? They said, not 615. So he, he said, how do you know? They said, we checked the computer. So Chaim says, the computer's wrong. It says in Parshish Boy by Karban Pesach, The computer thinks it's Moshe Benu's name and it's wrong. <laughs> How's that? And I don't even know how many times Moshe Benu's name is said. He knows the computer's mistake. See you later. There we go. Memson, <laughs> hey, no, it's a sheep. Weiter. Mosim Marzucho. 
Mazutra says, Ain Paidim. You're not allowed to redeem the Pidian Bukhar, the firstborn uh, donkey. Yeah? Ain Paidim. You, you don't redeem a firstborn donkey like the eagle, not with a eagle. You know something? Let's pick up from here tomorrow. All right? We'll start in Mitzvah Shem. We're towards the bottom of Amadeus. We'll pick up from Masiv Marzutra. It's a new sugya. So um, we'll pick up from here, Bezham, tomorrow. Mincha Marv this week is 8.05. So we will start Dafyaimi Monday, uh, this evening. We'll start this week. We'll do Monday through Thursday, 7.05 Daf. All right. Good to everybody.